I study the parent-child bond just as much as I study a wife-husband bond because they're so, so similar. And something I want to talk about today is how if we actually want honesty from our partner or our child, we have to create a super safe space. If we do not create a safe space, we will not get honesty. A major piece that I feel like people miss is how easy it is to shame someone. And to really understand what shaming feels like is you really have to put yourself in the shoes of someone who's trying to be transparent to someone else. So when you're trying to be honest with someone, how do you need them to respond? How would you love for them to respond? Because I know for me, if someone responds in a simple way like, what were you thinking? I will feel shame. It is so simple of just like, why, why would you do that? Or what were you thinking? Boom, shame. That is the opposite of safety. If we want to create a safe environment, we have to lean into curiosity versus judgment and shame. Curiosity. Hmm. What made you do that? Oh, what were you feeling in that moment? Leaning in with curiosity versus slapping on judgments that we, that we assume that we think what, what they were going through, what they were feeling, all of that is assumption-based. We need to inquire with their emotional body and what was going on with them. So this is the cycle that happens. If a partner or a child is too scared to bring information forward, so they keep it a secret, this is the self-protection mechanism of the ego. This is the ego's job is to protect the self, protect the self, protect the self. This is its sole job. So it's its most innate natural function to not want to create a conflict or not want to be honest because of the possible risk of punishment or the possible risk of creating disconnection between myself and the other person, whether it's a parent, child, or partner to partner. The ego will not risk that punishment or disconnection. So it keeps secrets. It doesn't want to be transparent because it needs to keep this feeling of safety. It cannot step out onto the ledge and risk being vulnerable. It needs to keep itself safe. This is at its core the root of why any child or adult is not honest with something and is not transparent with something. is because they are keeping themselves safe. They are afraid of conflict or of someone withdrawing their love from them because of something they did. But what's interesting about that is that this person, whether it's a child or an adult, most likely has never fully been shown that the natural state of relationships is rupture, repair, rupture, repair. Somewhere in their childhood or in their past, they learned that the rupture can be the end of the relationship and it's not worth 
being transparent. It's not worth being truthful because the rupture actually can lead to the end of the relationship. And they weren't shown that rupture is a natural part of a relationship and it leads to repair. And then it ruptures again and then it is repaired. This is the natural state of relationships. And they don't know that because they weren't shown that. So a person that is holding secrets, not wanting to be transparent, is just protecting themselves. They are going with their most natural instinct of the ego to protect themselves. And they're not thinking about the other person. And they're most likely very afraid of conflict for what may happen with the conflict. And then they probably don't fully understand and believe that the relationship that they're in can withstand a rupture. They weren't shown that it's so natural to have a rupture because then you have a chance to repair. And that is beautiful. That reconnection after a disconnection is one of the most beautiful parts of a relationship. So when an ego chooses to self-preserve and protect itself versus thinking about their partner and you know they, they probably know they should be honest, but they aren't willing to take that risk. They just need to protect themselves. But the harm that that causes in romantic relationships specifically is that when a partner chooses the protection of their ego and the protection of themselves, they hold their secrets so they feel safe. That is a very selfish behavior because then when the truth actually comes to light, which eventually always will, the other partner, because of the lack of honesty, the other partner no longer feels safe. And they no longer feel safe, but they also no longer feel connected because that bond of honesty and trust is no longer there. So it takes a very, very conscious, self-aware person to have a secret, to have you know, a piece of information that they're not proud of, and to feel the ego want to self-protect and keep itself safe and not want to tell the other person because that's just too vulnerable. You know, that's way too risky. It takes a very, very self-aware person to override that natural ego need of to keep the secret, to keep itself safe, and instead do the right thing, the hard, hard thing, step out onto the cliff of vulnerability with the risk of potential punishment, of potential conflict. That is a truly aware person to override that ego and still do the right thing and have complete transparency with their partner. But I will tell you now that it is the receiving partner's job to create safety in that moment. Because if there is not safety in that moment, that partner will not be transparent again. The way the partner can create safety is leaning in with curiosity. Knowing that the partner will be hurt. The the partner will be disappointed. But you can display being disappointed 
and still loving. You can be hurt and still accept your partner for who they are. Having this safety is the only way the partner will come back and will come back and will come back with secrets and really hard information that they are afraid to tell you. Because the minute they're shamed, the minute they are punished in any way is the minute they will never do that again. Because the risk wasn't worth it. They will listen to their ego from here on out to just self-protect, self-protect. So I personally think the way to create this area of safety is to acknowledge, yeah, that does hurt me. But I am so happy you were honest with me. Yeah, I am, I am extremely disappointed. But honestly, you, you being honest is all that matters to me. I feel so connected to you just because you were transparent with me. So it's definitely about acknowledging your hurt. And you have to acknowledge that. And that will almost always happen if someone is sharing something very difficult. But it's about emphasizing that the honesty is the most important part. It's not the behavior they did. It is the honesty and the transparency that they brought to you. That means the world to you. And this is obviously the same from parent to child. As a parent, you don't necessarily want to... This is what I've read a lot about is as a parent, you don't want to say, you made me so mad. You made me disappointed because that creates a codependent bond where your child learns that they are responsible for people's emotions, which is not true, which, you know, we are, we don't go around being responsible for other people's emotions. That's not how it works. We're all responsible for our own emotions. So a parent, you know, could say something more like, oh, wow, that must have been so hard for you to tell me that. I am, I am so proud of you for doing the hard but the right thing. With positive reinforcements like that, that is how a child will tell you secrets. That's how a child will be transparent with the parent. If a parent says, you do not keep secrets from me. You don't lie to me. Well, the child will keep secrets and the child will lie to you because that is not a safe space. It's also super important to note that lying as a child is a brain development stage. It's normal. A child truly doesn't know what they're doing at around like three, four, five years old. It's a brain development stage in which for the first time in their life, they learn that there's more than one reality, there's more than one truth. So they are learning that what their parent tells them isn't the one and only truth of the whole world. They are learning that so-and-so has their opinion and -and so-and-so has their opinion and that many, many, many truths exist in this one world. That's why they start lying and they start saying their truth. They start saying their imaginary truth because this is their fun exploration phase of their brain having fun that there's more than one truth. 
And adults are sitting here taking it personal, thinking kids are manipulating them, which is not happening. Kids are just like, what is this world where this thing actually is true and this thing's not and this thing? And what my parent says isn't actually fact. What my parent says is just one version of their truth. So then the child creates their version of their truth. And it's an amazing brain development stage. Lying is not manipulative. Lying is not mean or anything of that nature. I personally would not put any weight on a five-year-old lying because it is a normal brain developmental stage that they're working through. And they do not need to be shamed for a normal brain developmental stage. But what's very fascinating is that Children between the ages of two and six are in a very special brainwave state called theta, which is basically a trance-like, trance-like state. So they are so into an imaginary world. They're in a trance-like state. This is like an adult in a meditative state. We go into this other realm, this other world, which is true. When we're in a meditative state, it is true to us, but, it's, but we're not really in logic reality. So theta brainwave state is this trance-like state where their imagination is their truth. Because of their theta brainwave state, their imagination is their truth. And then we have an adult in beta, wave, beta wavelength which is all logic and critical thinking, say, arguing with this imaginary truth. The, these two truths exist. Your four-year-old imaginary truth exists to them because they are in a theta brainwave state. Just because you don't see it or feel it doesn't make it not true because they are in a completely different realm than you. So teaching your child not to lie at an age like five, I personally think should not even be a thing because they are in a natural brain developmental stage. They're in a different brainwave stage where their imagination is their truth. And who are you to argue with their truth? This is not the time of life where you have to teach them right and wrong about lying. It's, it's only when you're, they're older, like maybe 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, because at around the age of 12 is when they start reaching that logical beta brainwave stage. It's only at age 12 where they can start thinking a little bit like an adult. Under the age of 12, <laughs> they are nowhere near an adult brain. We just need to give them some slack. Because a five-year-old cannot think like an adult. A five-year-old cannot act like an adult. A five-year-old is supposed to be imagining things and experimenting with their many truths in their life, in their world. This is their life experience, and we all had that moment. And maybe just because we were shamed for lying at age five does not mean it is right. So maybe lean into their lies with curiosity. You know, the kids broke a vase and they're all blaming each other. 
maybe focus on the cleanup. You know, no one is fessing up. That's okay. Just make everyone clean it up. So then everyone, you know, the natural consequence of breaking a vase is the cleanup. Everybody cleans up. We don't need to target and find the kid that broke the vase. Everyone, all the kids are playing. Everybody cleans up. Obviously, I'm big into natural consequences. And the most natural, natural consequence of lying once a child is older is if you lie to your friends, you're not going to have friends. And that's just, that's just a really simple natural consequence. And we all figure that out. We don't need to be shamed into not lying because we all feel the natural consequence of how we hurt someone when we lie. So to wrap this up, let's just put a pin in it and always reflect on how do you want to be treated and communicated when you're trying to be transparent with something. And when you're trying to be honest about something, you desire a safe space. That's all you want. You want a safe space. So when someone is coming to us, it is our duty to create that safe space. And then if we're the ones that are holding back information, which is a lie, you know, withholding information is a lie. It is, that is not being transparent and that is being dishonest. And when we are in that situation and we want to hold back, it is because we feel shame over what we did or what we thought or the behavior we did. When we want to hold a secret, it is because we feel shame already. So when we actually say the secret, we don't need to be shamed more because we already feel the shame innately. That's why we want to hold a secret in. But if we're the one that wants to withhold information and not be transparent, we need to override the ego and parent ourselves and say, I know you want to keep this secret to feel safe and keep that safety and not take the risk of being shamed. But we have to do the hard thing and we have to be honest we can't, we can't be selfish about this. We have to tell our partner about this because telling our partner the hard stuff is how we create trust. And trust is the foundation of a relationship. Every time we hold, withhold information, we jackhammer at that trust. That's what's happening. And then that is, that is what creates that lack of safety in our partner And that's when the foundation of the relationships starts getting shaky and crumbling.